It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The Chicago Bears roster looks a lot different today than it did 24 hours ago at roster cutdown time. And I imagine 24 hours from now, there'll still be another move or two, at least as they finish sorting out what's going to happen on the practice squad. You are Locked On Bears, your daily Chicago Bears podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Bears, and I'm your host, Lauren Cox. I'm here to bring you your daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. You can follow me on Twitter at CoxSports1. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Bears. You can like Locked On Bears on Facebook. Join the Locked On Bears Facebook group for even more Bears talk. And make sure you hit that subscribe button on the Locked On Bears YouTube channel keep up with all of our video podcasts as well. Thanks for making Locked on Bears your first listen today and hopefully every single day here in the Locked on Podcast Network. We are your team every day. And on the show today, we get through six waiver claims on this Bears 53-man roster. Some late stage turnover here as they churn through the roster. A surprise addition to injured reserve out for the season is Tajay Sharp as well. And now the beginnings and matriculations of a practice squad coming together that I think will still take a few more days to really fully flesh out as you have the first round of players put on waivers and then the next round of player goes on waivers for the first guys that were waived. And there's a few days of like letting players get through before the practice squad is fully set. But when you see a team like the Bears go out and change six players from their initial 53-man roster just with waivers from other teams that doesn't include other veteran free agents that are out there so far you know in the in the early aftermath of the waiver period the bears haven't made any of those changes yet but the news the news moves fast and you might by the time you hear this podcast maybe they will have brought in yet another additional player but the bigger thing that takes away from that is that when you're when you're swapping out 6 of your 53 that's to me a very big indication of how Ryan Poles feels about his roster or felt about his roster at the end of training camp. And what it tells me is that he recognizes this Bears team is short on talent and is short on quality depth. That they went through all of training camp with this group and then looked around the rest of the NFL and found six players that were not good enough to make other teams that are better than the players that were going to make the Bears team. Six is quite a number of waiver claims compared to the rest of the NFL. It was the most of any team in the NFL this this go around and is among the most you'll see in a 53-man roster cut down situation. You look, the Jacksonville Jaguars claimed five players. The New York Giants claimed four players. Those were second and third place. That seems to be the same level with which the Bears are treating their roster as the Jacksonville Jaguars 
saying, yeah, the guys we don't have are not as good as the guys that weren't good enough to make some of these other teams. That's not to say there aren't specific exceptions or special reasons why a player like Alex Leatherwood doesn't make the Stam- or the Las Vegas Raiders offensive line roster and the Bears put a waiver claim on him or, or that there's not reasons why Armand Watts doesn't make the Minnesota Vikings defensive line. But the bigger picture thing here says to me like, hey, we really don't think the roster we had was all that good and we need to find better and better players. Because you look around the league, not even every team claimed a single player. And most of the teams that did claim players will claim one or two here or there. A guy that they really liked in the draft that they weren't able to get that season and now becomes available. Or maybe it's a team that has a particular position, like one spot of the roster where they felt like their roster wasn't very good and that they could use a cast off from a number of from some other team that just another team that had a lot more depth at that position. And maybe your team doesn't have as much depth at that position. But for the Chicago Bears, evidently there were six positions where the team felt like they didn't have depth that was as good as the cast-off depth from other teams around the NFL. And that seems like a fairly strong message being sent. It's not like, oh my God, six teams all are stupid and all cut really, really good players that the Bears just happen to know better than six other teams that they're going to happen to find these gems, that these all six of these other teams were all way too quick to give up on these really good stellar players? Or were the Bears really just not happy with the guys that they had on their roster and now are able to replace them even more? Because you look at some of the guys who were cut as part of this waiver turnover. There were a couple of injured reserve moves, but the Bears moved on from Kyrus Tonga, a a seventh-round pick from Ryan Pace, who, you know, the Bears weren't just going to like straight up release him this offseason because he was already under contract, but clearly they, they kept Mike Pinnell and Angelo Blackson over him anyway on the depth chart and got a, a clear upgrade at the defensive tackle position. And we'll get into more about why I think Armand Watts in particular is, a, is maybe the most impactful right away waiver addition of this group. They cut two line or they cut yeah two linebackers to bring in Sterling Weatherford at the linebacker position. But they moved on from from Caleb Johnson at linebacker, and they also moved on from Joe Thomas at linebacker and brought in an undrafted rookie for agent. They moved on from, uh, I should say, Caleb Johnson, a Ryan Pace holdover. Joe Thomas, a Ryan Polis free agent signing. That one was a surprise to me, given how much Joe Thomas played in the preseason. He's expected to be on the practice squad. We'll get to that in a little bit as well. But Duke Shelley cut from cornerback, another Ryan Poles guy, gone. And then they cut one, the rookie six-round pick, Zachary Thomas. Another big surprise. He made the 53, but then I think Alex Leatherwood becoming available kind of superseded that situation for the Bears. So all of it is to say, like, I think the Bears did get better with adding some of these players, but the fact that they got better by adding other teams' trash tells you where they were starting from in the first place. And it's worth noting for context that when Ryan Poles and the Chiefs that regime took over in 2013. The Chiefs did this and claimed like five or six players that season. And when Matt Eberflus came to the Colts as defensive coordinator, they did a similar thing and claimed five or six players in 2017. So this maybe should have been more expected for both of them, given their track records on their previous teams. But it still is a reflection of where this Bears team is and how much more they still have to go. 
we'll dive into some of the specific players brought in, and we'll also get into the practice squad to kind of see what the moves were and where the biggest impacts are going to be next on Locked on Bears. Well, it's just around the corner. The start of the NFL season is so close, we can almost smell it. And if you're into sports betting or fantasy football, you're going to need a competitive edge to win. That's why I highly recommend the Elias Game Plan app. It's the ultimate sports betting and fantasy companion for the NFL, NBA, and MLB. Elias Game Plan is the only sports app from the most trusted name in sports stats, the Elias Sports Bureau, the official statistician of U.S. pro sports leagues, including the NFL. Their app lets you access team and player stats, head-to-head team comparisons, and Elias insights from the Elias Sports Bureau's top research teams. The app is really your one-stop source for player news and league-validated stats and team records, expert game analysis for betting or building your fantasy team, impressing your friends, and so much more. Elias is that that go-to name brand that you would always hear when they come up with those stats on SportsCenter watching that growing up. It was always credit Elias Sports Bureau. Now you can have the power of Elias right there in your phone. Download the Elias Game Plan app today. And right now, we have a special offer when you subscribe. You can get a 14-day free trial off of a monthly subscription plan, but only if you use our promo code LOCKEDONNFL. Find the Elias Game Plan app in the App Store or the Google Play today and use our promo code LOCKEDONNFL. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As much as waiver claims were a sign of how much turnover the Bears roster still needed, it is, I think, a sign that they did get better. They did add players, and they added players at positions of need. They both added some pure talent and also some clear instant impact upgrade type guys. So let's let's take a look here at, at how this 53-man roster change has gone through. First of all, the headliner has been Alex Leatherwood, the offensive lineman from the Las Vegas Raiders, who was a first-round pick out of Alabama just last season. A little bit of a surprise cut, like not... Totally surprised because they had been looking to trade him. He had been particularly underwhelming as an early draft pick. A guy that we knew would be a developmental type of prospect and that was going to be a little bit raw and slow to bring along, but enough pure talent to be at least a first-round pick in the Raiders' eyes. I think there was some thought that maybe he was more of a second- or third-round talent when it was all said and done. The Raiders got some criticism at the time for reaching for him at that time, but we also didn't expect him to necessarily just be straight up released after just one season of poor play. And I would say fairly poor play in the preseason. He played some guard. They moved him inside to guard a little bit last year. The new regime in Las Vegas said no right back to right tackle. And he played right tackle through the whole preseason. So I I think it's still to be determined whether he's going to play tackle or guard. But I think the fact that they released six round pick Zachary Thomas, a guard, might indicate a little bit more of where he go, but certainly they weren't going to just cut Riley Reef for Leatherwood either. To me, that one signals a clear identification of a player they think is is talented and worth stashing and trying to develop a little bit here. 
most specifically on the active roster because the Bears claimed Alex Leatherwood off waivers. And when you claim a player off waivers, you pick up whatever contract they had with their previous team. And Alex Leatherwood has a first-round picks contract, a fully guaranteed contract. And the Bears save the Raiders money because if he had cleared waivers, then all of that guaranteed money would be dead cap on the Raiders' salary. But instead, the Bears claimed him, didn't let him go through waivers or try to sign him as a free agent, but took him off of waivers and absorbed the full like $6 million guaranteed that he's still going to have due left to him. But they will also then have the option to give him the fifth-year option at the end of this contract if they can develop him and can build him up into something better than he's been through the first you know, season and a preseason of his NFL career. So it's definitely a swing for the fences there. The Bears have the salary cap space to make a swing like this. Given how much Leatherwood has struggled recently, I wouldn't expect him to step in right away in any major capacity, but build him up along the way as a, a nice developmental piece to keep pushing Braxton Jones and Larry Borum at offensive tackle, or maybe in the inside at guard, pushing Tevin Jenkins, maybe a long-term option for Cody Whitehair, you know, down the line, if you make Leatherwood a left guard and eventually Whitehair keeps aging, you know, there's some different options there. And I think just a way of saying, here's a first round pick that just became available on waivers. We'll pay the salary. We'll get him in our building and we'll trust our coaching staff to be the staff that can fix him and, and develop him in the way that we think he can be. Leatherwood gets all the headlines, but I really think Armand Watts from the Minnesota Vikings, the defensive tackle, is going to have the biggest immediate impact on this team. Because we talked yesterday on the podcast about how the Bears had, I think, the biggest deficiency at that backup, well, just the defensive tackle positions in particular. But they, but they didn't really have that backup three-technique pass-rushing defensive tackle. Watts is that. Among current Chicago Bears, Watts has the most sacks last season. He had five sacks last season. No Bears defensive tackle has ever had five sacks in a season among the guys under contract this preseason. He is the guy that comes in as all of a sudden somehow the most proven pass rusher comes in off waivers. Again, I think it speaks to the state of the defensive tackle position before Watts comes in, but now he can come in, be a rotational pass rush guy and, and give them something they were sorely missing from that interior defensive tackle spot. I had reached out to our friend Luke Braun, the host of Locked on Vikings, about Armand Watts coming over from the Vikings. Luke said he's a tenacious pass rusher, got an endless motor and good juice for defensive tackle. He's a rotational guy. The Vikings were going to start him and weren't super thrilled, didn't think he was a starting caliber guy. They felt like they needed to do a little better than that to have him in the starting lineup, but thought he was going to be a really quality backup for them, and they were pretty stunned that he was released. But sounds like some of that was a financial decision that you know, the, the Vikings wanted to save a little money on his salary. The Bears can can absorb some of that money on his salary. Luke did say that, you know, sometimes he gets washed out in the running game, but I mean, interior pass rusher is more so what the Bears were looking for. I, I like the way Luke described it to me. He said, he's one of those solid players that if he's a backup, you feel pretty good about your defensive tackle room. And if he's the best player on your defensive line, then you know, your defensive tackles are going to, you're going to need better there. And I think slotting in as that backup behind Justin Jones makes me feel a lot better about the interior pass rush rotation. Not that it's solved, not that it's going to be a top group by any means, but that's a group that I think has improved drastically from what we saw, even just where the 53-man roster started 24 hours ago. The other thing that stands out to me about these moves is, you know, you may not have heard of four of them, Tight end Trevin Wesco, defensive end Kingsley Jonathan, 
linebacker Sterling Weatherford and cornerback Josh Blackwell. I will say that that's adding even more youth. I mean, Wesco's been around the NFL a little bit, but the other guys are undrafted free agent players that the Bears just were, were super impressed with, evidently. I think the Colts general manager came out and said today that they were kind of disappointed that that it was, it was, quote, a hard one to lose linebacker Sterling Weatherford. They were trying to get him on the practice squad. The Bears said, no, we'll take him. I think Weatherford was the leading tackler in the preseason this season, sort of the Colts Jack Sanborn, if you will, kind of the Bears identifying that and seeing him as a good fit to continue in this similar style of defense that the Bears obviously are running here. Stands out to me a little bit that they cut Duke Shelley in lieu of another undrafted rookie for agent Josh Blackwell because when you looked at this Bears cornerback depth, they were currently really short on experience. And actually, in terms of like the most snaps and starts, Duke Shelley was the most experienced cornerback on the depth chart. He's gone and undrafted for agent is there. So now I think Jalen Johnson is your most experienced cornerback. Either him or Kendall Vildar, it's pretty tight. But you've got a bunch of super, super young, inexperienced cornerbacks, which is a little concerning. I mean, it was a concern when Duke Shelley was your most experienced cornerback. So you take away even that, and now you're very, very new and raw. So there's a lot of upside there and a lot of potential development for that group, but perhaps some opportunity for there to be mistakes based on that inexperience as well. And it'll be interesting to see how that group develops. That seems to be the big theme across this roster is that they're putting it on this coaching staff to develop players. They're saying, all right, we're going young at, at, the offensive line, we're going young on the defensive line now, younger at linebacker, younger at cornerback, and our coaches are going to coach up these no-name guys and undrafted free agents to be better than they were or, or better than you would expect them to be. It's a lot to ask of a coaching staff, and sometimes you can have too much faith in your coaching staff to do those kind of things, but we're certainly going to give the Bears every opportunity to show how they can develop these guys. Same with the guys on the practice squad. That group is much more fluid, and that one's much more likely by the time you hear this podcast for there to be a little bit of more fluctuation on that than what we've got right now. That one's going to change quite a bit more and can happen quickly, but we'll kind of go through where the moves are now, what we're expecting to see in the next 24 hours or so, and and also we got to swing over to the wide receiver position and a surprise injured reserve spot for Tajay Sharp next on Locked on Bears. Are you one of those people who thinks it's okay to drive stoned? What's the worst that could happen, right? You end up driving below the speed limit? It's no big deal, right? Wrong. The truth is, your reaction times slow way down when you're high. You not only put yourself in danger, but also everyone around you. Talk about a buzzkill. Stop kidding yourself. It's not okay to drive high. If you've been using marijuana in any form, do not get behind the wheel of a vehicle. If you feel different, you drive different. Drive high. Get a DUI. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Bears announced their initial practice squad Wednesday afternoon with only 14 out of the 16 player spots filled. 
And if you sort of work your way through the Bears media and the reports, you could find all 16 players expected to be on that initial practice squad. But also it's important to keep in mind that those first 16 are not likely going to be the same 16 that are even there by the end of the day today or whenever you're listening to this. It's by the end of the week, certainly it's going to be a different looking practice squad. So right now, the ones that we know for sure, Nathan Peterman, Darrington Evans, tight end Chase Allen, wide receivers Simba Webster and Isaiah Coulter, offensive lineman Lachavius Simmons, center Dieter Iselin, defensive lineman Sam Kamara, Micah Dutreadway and Trevon Coley, linebacker Demarcus Gates, cornerback Thomas Graham and Devonta Harris, and safety A.J. Thomas. Those were the 14 that the Bears officially announced Wednesday afternoon. Reports from the likes of Brad Biggs and other Reliable Bears reporters on Twitter said that they were adding offensive tackle Kellen Deitch to the offensive or to the practice squad and that they were also, quote unquote, expected to add linebacker Joe Thomas to the practice squad. And that would give you then those are the 16 names across the board that we've heard reported or officially announced as members of the Chicago Bears practice squad. And right away, it might jump out at you and say, well, first of all, you look around that and you got a good positional balance, right? Quarterback, running back, tight end, couple of receivers, an offensive lineman at each position, a few defensive linemen, a couple of linebackers, a couple of cornerbacks and a safety. They got an extra player or two for every position. Well balanced at this point. But that practice squad currently, as, as we're recording this and as it was initially announced, does not include six-round pick Zachary Thomas, the offensive guard who was released or was waived is the key word there, waived when the Bears made their six waiver claims. Almost certainly a player that the Bears drafted in the sixth round and kept on their initial 53-man roster is going to be a part of that Bears practice squad. But because he was waived after the Bears claiming a player on waivers, he has to then go through a second round of waivers before he's a true free agent and then can then come on the Bears practice squad. The same thing is true for the nose tackle Kyrus Tonga a young player on the defensive line that perhaps they would want to keep around on the practice squad. He was not a Ryan Poles draft pick, so less of a guarantee there, but I would almost certainly expect Zachary Thomas to be on this Bears practice squad. But they have to wait another 24 hours, essentially, for him to clear waivers before he can go on the practice squad. And so from the Bears' perspective, you still might as well put all 16 practice squad spots full. You might as well get someone there on the off chance, there's almost zero chance, but there's you know a 0.001% chance that some team decides to claim Zachary Thomas off waivers. It could happen. Crazier things have happened. I'm not expecting it to happen, but you never know. So you might as well fill your practice squad now as opposed to leaving it open and let whatever player you would have then put in Zach Thomas's place go to some other practice squad in the meantime. And instead, when win not if, but almost certainly when Zach Thomas clears waivers, then you tell Latavius Simmons or whoever to, sorry, hit the road. We had you there just in case, but now we, we don't want you back on our practice squad. We'd rather have our actual draft draft pick in there. Not sure as much about Kyrus Tonga. I mean, I would think they would want him there, but, you know, do you cast off defensive tackle Mike Adu Treadway? Trevon Coley was like your leading pass rushing defensive tackle in the preseason, so... Probably not him. And Sam Kamara is more of a defensive end anyway, so probably do Treadway. But because you're not going to keep three defensive tackles and a defensive end. Or do they just say, you know what? Micah Dude Treadway is our undrafted free agent. 
we like him a lot, and we'd rather keep him on the practice squad and let Tonga go follow Ryan Pace to the Atlanta Falcons, where all former Chicago Bears go. I mean, maybe the same thing happens with Duke Shelley. He, he could be another one that could could be a potential practice squad type guy if he clears waivers and goes through that process. But again, Ryan Pace might want him on his Atlanta Falcons too. So we'll see exactly what's going to happen at that spot. But like across the board, it seems like it's it's about where you would expect this practice squad to sit. They're, they're, other than like Zach Thomas still coming, there's not like obvious missing players there that you're like, wow, the Bears just didn't want to keep player X, Y, or Z around. You could see maybe... Caleb Johnson, the linebacker, Joe Thomas has been reported as expected to join the squad because he was he was a release and not a waiver because he's farther into his NFL career. He's a vested veteran and just gets released, doesn't have to go through waivers. So that's why he's ex- he's already expected to make it, whereas Caleb Johnson will have to clear waivers before they start to have that conversation. But they already have DeMarcus Gates, who played well this preseason. So do they just say, sorry, another Ryan Pace guy that we just don't want anymore. We'll keep the guys that we evaluated and we chose to bring into this roster. The other interesting thing that happened with this Bears first day of post cutdowns is that wide receiver Tajay Sharp goes on injured reserve before 3 p.m. on Wednesday. And it created a lot of confusion because, first of all, we were all expecting it would be Nikhil Harry. Like when we saw Bears place wide receiver on injured reserve. Oh, Nikhil Harry. Here we go. And it's like, wait, no, you kind of rub your eyes and, and adjust your glasses or whatever and say, hey, Tajay, Tajay Sharp. On, on injured reserve, like he missed a couple preseason games with injury, but the Bears said he was quote unquote day to day and wouldn't elaborate further on what his injury situation was. But then initially it's like, oh, we made it through the 53 man roster. So it's short term injured reserve, right? Wrong. As it turns out, the date for when you can be designated to return from injured reserve versus the long term injured reserve missing the entire season is August 31st. So basically, the 53-man roster cutdown day was August 30th, 3 p.m. By that time, you had to have a 53-man roster submitted. But 3 p.m. on August 31st is the injured reserve deadline day. So any player placed on injured reserve before 3 p.m. on Wednesday, August 31st, yesterday, is out for the season and cannot be designated to return off of injured reserve. Any player placed on injured reserve after 3 p.m. of August 31st can return after four-week minimum. The Bears waited to place Tajay Sharp on injured reserve until after the 53-man roster cutdown, but before the 3 p.m. deadline for being able to return. Matt Eberflus revealed, finally, that Tajay Sharp is dealing with a rib injury and is going to be out for the year. It just doesn't make sense why they had him occupy a full roster spot at the deadline on Tuesday before placing him in injured reserve, when you could have done it before that deadline and not had him count as one of those initial 53-man roster deadline spots. I have not found a good answer as to why they chose to do it that way. Unless something worsened about the injury in 24 hours, that just doesn't seem very reasonable there. So with him, he's out for the season now, and Nikhil Harry planning to go on injured reserve in that short-term type of window. I can As we're recording this, that hasn't officially happened yet, but Brad Biggs has, has tweeted it and reported that he is expected to be still placed on injured reserve after the 3 o'clock deadline here. And I'm recording this after the 3 o'clock deadline. They just haven't officially done it yet. But presumably, that will then leave the Bears back at five wide receivers. Initially, they were seven. We thought Harry on injured reserve would leave them to six, and that's where they would roll with Sharp and Pettis as wide receivers five and six. 
But with Sharp on injured reserve and Harry going on injured reserve, that will then leave them with 52 players. So they will have one more spot to fill because all the cuts they made plus injured reserve for, for Sharp was enough for the six waivers. But then Harry's injured reserve spot would make it seven and would also leave them with just five healthy wide receivers on the active roster. And that's where I wonder if we might not still see, well, you'll have to see one more player added to the 53. And I just wonder if it'll be a wide receiver. You know, you look around and see the Minnesota Vikings cut one of their wide receivers at uh, that they drafted in this in this draft, Smith Marset, who's or, or last year in draft a couple years ago, but a really promising young receiver that Vikings fans were quite alarmed to be losing after they traded for Jalen Rieger. Some Vikings fans feeling like maybe they got worse at wide receiver trading for Jalen Rieger and, and cutting Smith Marset. So maybe just maybe there'll still be another wide receiver coming to Chicago. Maybe by the time you're listening to this podcast, there will already be another wide receiver coming into Chicago. Either way, if and when they make that move, you can be sure we'll break it all down for you right here on the Locked On Bears podcast. So make sure you hit that subscribe button to keep up with all of our daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. Thanks for making Locked On Bears your first listen today and hopefully every day. If you're looking for your second listen, go check out Locked On Podcast Network's Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 It's an eight-episode extravaganza to help you get ready for this upcoming NFL season. All of our local team experts on the Lockdown Podcast Network, plus a betting angle from Lee Sterling from Lockdown Bets, all combining into one ultimate NFL preview. Just search Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. We'll keep the roster analysis coming as this week goes on. Trying to get things set up to do an in-depth dive on Alex Leatherwood and what the Bears are getting there, but I can't... Haven't gotten the guest locked in just yet, so can't confirm anything till then, but we'll certainly try and get to know some of these new Bears players as best we can in the coming days. So come on back for more Locked On Bears, and of course, come on back for your next opportunity to bear down. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.